understand home was a sort of purgatory. During the short periods when Kiss was not on the road, I would sit on the sofa in my New York City apartment and think, nobody would believe that I'm home and have no fucking place to go. The band was my life support system, but it was also a way to stave off establishing the types of relationships that constitute a real life. At home, all I felt was hunger. An important need wasn't being addressed, wasn't being filled by anything else. In one sense, I was always on my own, remote and inaccessible, but in another sense, I couldn't stand to be on my own. With time, the line between the character and the man blurred. I began to take part of that guy off stage with me. Girls wanted that guy. People just assumed I was that guy. Still, I knew I really wasn't that guy. I could suspend reality on stage, but I couldn't sustain it. Getting through the whole day as the star child was difficult, because I didn't believe it. I knew the truth. I knew who I really was. I was also very defensive. When people around me poked fun at each other, I could dish it out, but I couldn't take it. I knew it must be much nicer to be able to laugh at yourself, to laugh about your own quirks and shortcomings, but I still couldn't get myself to that place. I couldn't let go. It was an instinctive reaction to having been constantly scrutinized and ridiculed as a child. I was still too insecure, too self-conscious, though I didn't fully understand it myself and nobody around me did either since I never revealed anything about my ear, I was still fueled by the bitterness of my past. I imbued my jokes with undertones of maliciousness at other people's expense. Hit me once and I'll hit you twice. It's easy to live your life with your hand closed but you get nothing with a fist that you can't get in multitudes with your hand open. Unfortunately, that message was lost on me for a long, long time, and throughout that time, I felt a sense of struggle within, a sense of dissatisfaction, inadequacy, and profound loneliness. After the white makeup is fixed with powder, I go back into the dressing room, sit down at the mirror again, and brush away any powder inside the shape of the star around my eye. Next, I trace the outline of the star with a black eyebrow pencil. Then I take black grease paint, which is a little waxier than the clown white, and use a brush to paint in the star. I go into the other room again and fix the black makeup with talcum-based baby powder, which is less opaque than the white theatrical powder on the rest of my face. I return to the dressing room and line my left eye and eyebrow with black waterproof eyeliner. As it dries, I look in the mirror. In earlier periods of my life, I didn't necessarily like the person I saw when I looked in the mirror. But I was trying, trying to become the person I wanted to be as opposed to remaining complacent. The problem was, no matter what I tried, nothing seemed to get me where I wanted to go. As Kiss endured its ups and downs, I realized at various times that many of the assumptions that I held about what would satisfy me, or perhaps just make me comfortable with myself, had been wrong. I thought the fix was being famous. I thought the fix was being rich. I thought the fix was being desirable. By 1976, with the success of the Kiss Alive album, we became famous. But I found that rubbing my fame in people's faces didn't make me feel any better. By the end of the 1970s, we had made millions of dollars. But I found that the money, and the clothes, and the cars, and the collectible guitars I bought with it, didn't make me happy either. And as far as being desirable, from the moment of the release of our first album, sex was available any time and all the time. But I found I could be with somebody and still feel alone. 
I once heard someone say that you're never more alone than when you're sleeping with the wrong person. That's true. And while there are worse ways to suffer than betting penthouse pets and Playboy Playmates, the happiness of those experiences proved transient. Exhilarating, yes, but momentary. I learned that none of it, while enjoyable, could take the place of whatever I felt was missing inside me. When Kiss eventually took off the makeup in 1983, I occupied the Star Child character even more, or rather the character occupied me. My own face became the face of the Star Child. I had banished to some extent the shy, defensive, unpopular kid inside, but I hadn't replaced or rebuilt him. I was something of a shell, an empty vessel. I was still searching for the person I might become, and the Star Child, now without the visible star, remained very much the mask I wore to interact with the world. But I still found, or at least believed, that keeping people at arm's length was easier than dealing with them in a more personal and intimate